Hi, I'm Shashank Bhargav and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express news show. It has now been over a year since the first case of coronavirus was detected in India. Since then the virus has infected nearly 11 crore people and killed over 1,55,000. But over time the situation in the country has been improving. In fact, India's detection of new cases has been slowly declining since September. And during this past year there have been a number of things that have helped India fight the pandemic. This includes people following social distancing norms, the efforts of various healthcare workers and policy makers forming the right kind of policy to bring the numbers down. And in that sense, one thing that experts have consistently relied on is accurate and trustworthy information about the pandemic. But a recent Indian Express investigation has raised concerns about the extent to which accurate data is being collected and being provided to experts this is because the investigation reveals how six primary healthcare centers in bihar had been fudging covid-19 entries and bypassing basic data protocol sometimes to meet daily targets and sometimes it appears to make a profit in this episode we take a look at this investigation to understand what it found out the action the state has taken since the story broke and whether it changes our understanding of the pandemic for this we first speak to santosh singh who reports on bihar for the indian express and who conducted this investigation he starts by talking about how the investigation came about if you can recall in july covid surge started in bihar this is where government started to test more cases bihar was testing less than 10000 cases per day till july but there was panic all around there had been sudden sudden surge of case positivity bt rate went up to 12.5% which was all time high it was uh, something around uh, 4% in may and it jumped to 12% so there was a bit of concern this is when he says there was a change of guard in the bihar health department The state also appointed additional 3000 doctors and 4000 nurses and even extra lab technicians and later the state also really ramped up the number of tests it was doing in less than a month the daily testing increased from 10000 to 50000 it even shot up to 2 lakh within a span of a month and a half this is where the question came up how can the government do so in such limited infrastructure Yes they added some lab technicians that's fine still there was a question because entire health department till the primary health care system level had been under tremendous pressure to meet the target both antigen and rt pcr bihar was testing i still has been testing 80% antigen and 20% rt pcr here it is important to note that antigen tests aren't as reliable as the rt pcr tests they don't require large sophisticated laboratories and trained staff which the rt pcr tests do the main benefit of antigen tests is that it gives a result quickly typically within half an hour which makes it a very useful tool for a rapidly spreading epidemic but let's get back to bihar ramping up the daily testing from 10000 to up to 2 lakh per day so what we wanted to do we wanted to cross check 
whether this data is correct. And if the government is doing such phenomenal work, quote unquote, then we have to find out how they could do so. So I had been after this story for a while, say, say for a one and a half month. I tried, tried to get data. I could not get any data. But one source told me that anybody's phone number can be written against anybody tested. If X is tested, Y's number can be given. Even if no one is tested, your number could be given. This was odd, especially considering that phone numbers are valuable while collecting such data. So Santosh wondered whether this could work on his own number. I gave my number to the source and source got added that number. Then this is where I had the doubts. Then I started cracking down. I got Excel sheets of three PHCs of Jamui. PHCs meaning primary health centers. And then the raw sheets of two PSCs of uh, Sekhpura. And of course, since Patna is the state capital, I also got uh, one PSC of Patna to show the juxtaposition. These were basically data entries from three primary health centers from three different districts of Bihar. Patna was almost perfect, fine. Sekhpura had problems. They had uh, left multiple blank spaces. Comment still comes, there's no problem with the issues. People do not have number. But I do not buy that. That's a different case study. But what I found at Barhat PSC in Jamui, that is stunning revelations. What Santosh found in the data for the Jamui district of Bihar was that a lot of details in the COVID entries was simply fudged. See, we had 230 entries. I am using the word entries, not persons. If a person is tested twice, that makes two entries. So I would let us say 230 entries for 16 January, 18 January and 25. That's a cumulative entry. Because we wanted to check the random dates data. I just said, give me data of these three dates. Anyhow, I could manage that. And then asked it, started assessing them and visiting the spots as well. What I found in Barhat, Barhat PSC of Chamui, that one number being used for 26 entries, 19 entries, 15 entries, that is one category. I doubt whether those persons uh, claim to get tested existed or not. Second entry, names and numbers were correct, but the persons were not tested. Third entry, mobile number switched off, invalid, did not exist, incoming calls, not available. This was in Barhat. When he checked the entries for the PHC in Sikandar, which is another town in the Jamui district, there in the entries he found the numbers of PHC staff, Jeevika staffers and ASHA workers. And all this he says was essentially done to meet testing targets. They said that till August, September, there had been such a case, people were coming and they had been holding camp and getting patients. But say after September, people were not coming, even they were not, uh, PSC staffers were not going to the field. So not real testing was done, but still they had to meet the daily targets, say some 100 to 200 antigen per day, 100 RT-PCR on alternate days. This is where the problem came and this is where the manipulation started in a big way. Another thing I found, 
the use of multiple zeros, 10, 10 zeros. A PSC like Jamui, it's a, it's a district town. One can't imagine that 73 of 150 people in trees would not have phone number. That is unbelievable. Two phone numbers were extraordinary, unthinkable. Zero two followed by eight zero, the number which cannot exist in this world. He says the reason they put in such numbers that obviously appeared fake was because while entering data digitally, you have to put in a number. Unless you give a 10 number, a valid or a 10 digit uh, number, it cannot be entered in the system. That is necessary. A PSC can send a raw list to the district. It is the job of the district data operator to enter all those data and send it to Patna. This is where they have to enter some number. In some cases, so the, they would use number of the staffers, some the connected ASA workers, ANMs. In some cases, when they would not find numbers, they would use old records and and then can use the number. And in some instances, they just use ten zeros just to comply with the technical requirement of the system. Santosh says that the reason they continue to do so, of course was because they believed they could do this with impunity. Because uh, more or less uh, several PSCs had started replicating that. I cannot make a sweeping statement because I don't have data for every PSC. But what we got from random sampling, that they have been fudging data in a big way. And when we take a look at these entries where details were fudged, it's really hard to tell whether any of the people were actually tested or not. In some cases, they would have been tested. In some cases, the poor people might not have phone numbers or since uh, some kind of stigma was attached initially, people were not giving the phone numbers. That's quite possible. But what we did, we got the data of January when things had subsided and uh, there had been a lot of awareness among people. There was no stigma attached to it and hospital staffers had not been under any pressure to do so. So when you do not put any mobile number, if you do not write the full address, so your entry would be questioned. Plus the main issue with these entries had been that none of them contained a full address. So it's very difficult to then verify whether someone actually got tested or not. Anecdotally, Santosh also heard that for RT-PCR tests, where staffers have to send samples to Patna, for them, technicians were allegedly dipping nasal swabs in water instead of actually testing people. If you see some hundred, still, till a week back before we did the story, PSC had been uh, doing hundred RT-PCR tests. But when you go to PSC, you would not find a single person standing there. So where are those persons? How did they get the people? Just because they have a plethora of data bank, because they have done door-to-door surveys, they have a whole lot of mobile numbers, phones. So getting those names and mobile numbers or no mobile numbers. So they are just filling those dots. The reason for this, as we mentioned earlier, was the fact that healthcare workers were under tremendous pressure to do more tests and meet daily targets. Right from the Patna headquarters till the block health manager level, medical officer in charge level. See, if a medical officer in charge would call meeting and reprimand a staffer every day, they just tried to find a way out of it. So this is where they started fudging. And in some cases, even their senior officers would know 
district because they knew that people are not coming, their staffers are not holding camps, but they have to meet those targets. It's basically the pressure of meeting those targets. But even apart from meeting these targets, Santosh says that at least when it came to the rapid antigen tests, there might also be a financial motive. For example, uh, you receive some 100 test kits for antigen, but you really tested 10. But your record says 100. What did happen to those 90 kits? That's the big question. So we don't have proof to say what happened to that. This is where the angle of financial bungling also comes to think that this is something government has to look into. I cannot say with authority that this has happened, but that is my doubt. The other thing that we should note about this entire problem of testing targets is that there were actually red flags about this more than six months ago. See, in August, Katihar district tested some 3,000 samples in a day when other districts had been barely testing, say, 700 to 1,000 tests. When Katihar tested 3,000, then other districts got the rebuke. They were called. And they said, Ki, if Katyar is doing, why can't you do? So it was unthinkable. Other districts just could not believe that how could Katyar do so. So after Katyar example, some other districts also followed suit. So other districts were put under tremendous pressure to do so. So they had to find out some ingenious way to do so. So that ingenious way was that data fuzzing. I do not say that it happened across the board. But if a fair investigation, fair inter-investigation is ordered or being carried out, I think government would get so many revelations, much more than what we have revealed. And Santosh says there was actually no need for drastically increasing testing and giving health officials these targets, especially when Bihar's COVID-19 curve was actually coming down. See, even after elections protocols were hardly followed, even we covered in and people were intermingling very easily, plotting all the protocols of COVID prevention protections. After election, there had been no surge. What it suggested, but that COVID flat has been flattening in Bihar. So there was, in fact, no need to set those targets or they could have brought down the target. Some district did so. Some district indeed so, say Saran and now recently Sekura also did they are not setting antigen targets. So what I am saying, after August or say after October, November, there was when the COVID had already started dipping, dipping, there was no need to just keep the target. They could have said, okay, if people come, test. If they don't come, well and good. The question that comes to mind is, who all knew this was happening? The civil surgeon, for example, is in charge of all healthcare schemes being run in a district. Now, Santosh says that all civil surgeons may not know what's going on, but in general, they would have had a broad sense of things. But when it comes to the officials below the civil surgeon, Santosh says, they would definitely have known. Below civil surgeons, so there's a post called DPM, District Program Manager. Then at block level, you have block health manager. Then you have medical officer in charge. Then you have lab technicians, and lab technicians is the base level. And the accounts manager are there. So right from the PSC, say lab technicians, block health manager to DPM, they are the chain. 
if a dpm says ki i don't know then i'm afraid what his or her job is all about they should be knowing this so i'm not talking about who was complicit or or not but it had been happening generally at base level but they can't say that they didn't know about it now knowing that the covid-19 data at least in one district in bihar was partly fudged mainly to meet the testing targets what concerns does it raise about the system and how does it change our understanding of bihar's covid-19 situation to understand this we spoke to amitab sena who covers science for the indian express and who has been extensively reporting on india's coronavirus numbers the investigations very clearly show that the actual number of tests conducted in bihar uh, probably is slightly lesser than the official figures would suggest that's because some tests seem to have been forged or they have been faked and even though the investigation talks about only one district and a few uh, primary healthcare centers in that district it's quite possible that this same thing might be happening in the rest of the state as well in other parts of the state quite possibly it might be happening in other states as well but we have been able to you know tap and reveal one particular case and this might just be an example now the test numbers in bihar is uh, actually the second highest in the entire country so after up bihar has tested maximum number of samples and that's more than uh, almost like 2.5 crores if i'm correct but somewhere around that number now this would suggest that the numbers might not be that high maybe you know we'll have to discount for some of these things so uh, the the actual number of samples tested in bihar might be slightly lower but the fact that data was fudged to what extent does that change what we know about bihar's covid-19 situation amitab says that the answer is not that much so bihar actually peaked the cases in bihar peaked in august itself last year in fact bihar was uh, one of the first cases to have achieved a peak and even at the peak uh, bihar uh, had recorded only about 4000 cases a day right so uh, a lot of other states have had much higher peaks now after that uh, after august bihar has had you know the entire festival season it has crossed festival season it had chhat which is a very very crowded festival uh, in bihar uh, also bihar went through an election the only state in india to have gone through election when when uh, you know covid was still at its peak and somehow very magically despite all these possible triggers the covid numbers in bihar kept on falling it has been falling ever since uh, august and september In fact he says for the past few weeks Bihar has been detecting less than 100 cases every day. Now given that scenario it is not very difficult to imagine that you know a lot of people in Bihar would think that covid is over or at least in Bihar it is over. and then again it's not very difficult to imagine that there would be very uh, low interest in people getting themselves tested so the test numbers would probably go down because there won't be many people turning up to get themselves tested 
Now, what seems to have happened is that officially, a lot of these PHCs, uh, the primary healthcare centers and other clinics and hospitals were given, you know, targets, designated targets to test people. This is what Santosh talked about earlier. And this might have been done with, you know, with good intentions to get as many people tested as possible so that, you know, the spread is contained. But somehow the targets would not have changed over time or would not have kept pace with the declining numbers. And uh, these PHCs or other hospitals would be finding it very hard to meet their targets given the loss of interest amongst people to get themselves tested. So instead of you know, standing up to their bosses and saying, look, because of these reasons, we are not able to meet the target. You know, some enterprising people thought that it would be much easier to just forge the documents and put in imaginary numbers and just fake the numbers. So that is what seems to have happened. You know, that is one of the possible reasons. That could be one of the uh, possible ways this might have played out. But he says, because Bihar's COVID-19 numbers are steadily going down, it doesn't seem this kind of forgery actually had any impact on the way the epidemic played out in the state. And this also doesn't mean that all the tests that have been carried out in Bihar are actually suspect. It might not be, right? So even if we say maybe 10% or 10, 15, 20% of these tests would be this kind of fake and that I would assume would be a high number to imagine. But still, if we say 10% or 20% of all the tests in Bihar were fake, the state would still have carried out two crore tests. And that's not a small number, right? So I don't think it would have had a major impact on the way the epidemic itself played out. But the investigation does show that, you know, this is how people were actually faking some of the test results. So I think it's a revolution on how the government works and how the government system works. But I don't think it would have affected how the epidemic itself played out in this state. Amitabh says that this investigation actually speaks to the need to modify strategies when the situation changes or when we learn more about a problem. You know, government systems are not known to be very efficient or flexible, you know, uh, that they would modify things and modify the guidelines once the situation changes. So I guess this goes on to show how we probably did not adapt to the changing situation, at least in case of Bihar, that did not have much of an impact on the epidemic itself. But in some other state, if a large number of uh, tests were not actually happening and it was being faked, uh, it could have an impact on the epidemic itself. And we really don't know about other states. And uh, this is just an example. Since the investigation was first published in the Indian Express, the Bihar government has ordered a probe into the matter and has taken actions against the authorities involved. Santosh tells us about it. First and foremost, they just cracked down on the Jammu officials. They suspended nine people, including civil surgeons, DPM, BHM, medical officer in charge of Sikandra and Jammu. Some nine guys had been suspended. And they set up 10 teams to conduct rule all across Bihar. They have already submitted report of 26 Bihar districts to the center. 
saying that uh, it ha- did happen in Jamui, in Sikhpura, there was only zeros or blank spaces. They are just saying that it is just a one-off case, but it was just a 24-hour investigation. But they also added that their probe is on. That was just a random probe. Since they had to submit a report to the center, they did so in 24 hours. But 24 hours is not a good enough time to conduct uh, such an important probe. So that's what I, I, I don't know. Our series is still on. Uh, we would be also doing a couple of more stories as we are getting more information. And let us see what government does. Meanwhile, taking note of this investigation, Bihar's neighboring state, Jharkhand, has issued a letter to all deputy commissioners in the state for validation and audit of testing data. The order has directed all district-level teams to randomly verify the identity of the patient tested for COVID-19 by matching the key fields such as mobile numbers and addresses. The investigation has also led officials to offer possible solutions to this problem, which includes asking people for proper verification data. They have not come out with a proper comment, official comment order, but it has already started from CS level, civil surgeon level. I have seen some messages of civil service in their WhatsApp groups. They are saying, okay, ask for a valid identity document, whether it's Aadhaar, uh, voter ID card, anything. Uh, even the bank, bank passbook, so that one can conclusively prove one's identity. That is happening. A second thing what happened, now there is no target. They are saying, okay, nothing doing with target if a person comes, test or present. It would have a very good positive impact on the COVID vaccination. For COVID vaccination, and a valid identity document, I think, would be made mandatory very soon. You were listening to Three Things by the Indian Express. Today's show was written and produced by me, Shashank Bhargav, and as always was edited and mixed by our producer, Joshua Thomas. If you like this show, then you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also recommend the show to someone you think will like it, share it with a friend or someone in your family. It's the best way for people to get to know about us. You can also tweet us at Express Audio and write to us at podcast at indianexpress.com. 